0: Hello, uh, I'm Dr. Greshi. Uh, this is our fifth episode, uh, and I'm excited to talk about uh, pricing and cost of veterinary services, which is such a controversial thing, and every pet owner uh, want to know about it, more about it. So, first of all, um, I'd like to tell you that, you know, uh, vet services and pet care is not a charity. is a business. So there are two aspects to this. One is a veterinarian providing a pet service, veterinary services, health care, and all that. The other aspect is a business aspect, which is um, more costing, pricing, managing their own, own business. And they're two separate things. And sometimes as veterinarians and uh, we get caught into compassionate uh, issue where we want to help the owners and and the pets, but the pet care sometime and the cost and pricing come in the middle of it, so uh, it causes a lot of pressure on 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 the team of of a veterinarian. So let's talk about how the pricing works in 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 a small animal hospital. Okay, thank like, you, John. Is that good? Yes, good I'm, area to start with.
1: Uh, yeah, we would like to know. Um, yeah. How those individual costs are
0: determined, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what goes into each service uh, and the cost associated with it. Oh, Okay. So first of all, in, in small animal practice in Ontario, most of the veterinary hospitals or the, uh, the, the owners, they take their uh, pricing from uh, the OVMA fee guide, which is the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association fee guide they publish every year. And that's a very complex process. And a profession does that for them. And some vets just take that and then apply to their hospital because all the work is already done for them. Okay. That's an easier way. If, if you ask an average uh, pa- uh, hospital owner uh, how you cost and how you price and everything, they have no idea. They, they okay. just they know the work is done for them and they rock. But you cannot follow that totally because that's controversial. That's price fixing. You can't do that. So some vets, what they do is, for example, in Toronto area, certain area where the cost is high of providing the veterinary services, they go either the OVMA fee guide or go a little bit above. Uh, and some other ruler practices, they go a little bit below, and some go in the middle because they want to be competitive because it's a business, right? So you have to be competitive to other practices. So it's it's, um, it's no... Um, you know, rhyme or, uh, to it, like how you price a veterinary practice. But ideally, if they follow the costs and follow the proper method, what it costs for their businesses and then price them is a complex process and and you cannot pay enough <laughs> for a vet service or run a hospital. And vets are already under charge. In my opinion, I've seen over the last 30 years, they already under charge. So that's the way the pricing in Ontario is determined in my opinion okay. and I've seen it a lot of the vets do that and and that's kind of uh, never been brought up okay do you know do you know why
1: vets tend to undercharge and like how widespread that kind of issue is
0: yeah uh, good question Sean because they they don't value their time and service and the team that provide the service and everything and they, they think that when they go to vet school, when they graduate, when they come in a hospital, uh, they are in there for providing a good care to the pet and look after the owners, uh, you know. And and it is is a the reality is that the business need to be run. There are certain costs to the business, so they have no education. They don't have no knowledge. Uh, they never learn when they when they start the practice. So. So they always try to help the owners help the pet and they don't know what the cost and the value of the services and that's where the undercharging happens yeah and I think that's something
1: actually we um, you know being in a marketing agency we we experience is you know like you said uh, veterinary clinic owners um, they may not understand the business aspect of it they've they've gone through the education right. um, to care for their animals uh, for for animals and for, you know, all of our pets. And uh, when it comes to running the clinic itself, that business operation side, um, they're a little bit, you know, uneducated. Um, and I I assume like that's where you had mentioned that the fee guide comes from. Is this, is that kind of a tool to help uh, veterinarians,
0: um, you know, kind of price their services fairly? Exactly. So I think, the OVMA or the Ontario Veterinary Association, they had done a great job in educating the veterinarians over the year that, you know, if you want to provide the best and the optimal care to the pet, you have to charge appropriately for it. So you can pay your veterinarian properly, you pay your staff properly, you provide a quality care uh, and don't cut corners on that. And I think they've done a great job. So it's a guideline. Right. OK. And then you are just. Individual hospital, just the cost, according to uh, what their practice is for. You know what their team is like. You know how much profit they want to generate. What the individual costs are. And some of the you know savvy business savvy uh, uh, hospital owners, they 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 learn that over the, over time. And and you know most of. So here's the deal. Uh, 30 now 25 or 30 percent the practice in Ontario they're corporate practices They know how to make money. They know how to charge. Right. They have a big resources. They are they are multi-million-dollar co- uh, Companies who, who run those and still 65 to 70 percent practices are individual um, owner Operated right. one or two operated. Okay, so they still get their pricing from that way okay, okay. so so that that that's what it is. So now let, let's talk about when you as a client spend mm-hmm. a dollar, do you know where that goes to? You think maybe the vet is driving a BMW or a Mercedes, and and all he's taking all, everything home. Do you know where that goes? No, I definitely don't. I mean, I see the clinic.
1: Um, you know, I know the medicine they have. Right. Um, we don't necessarily know how much the medicine will cost the clinic before they provide it to us. Okay, yeah. So, here's the
0: deal. One dollar you spend at a vet hospital, 30 to 35 cents out of a dollar goes to the cost of goods they buy. Drugs, foods, any supplies and everything. Okay? Okay. An average. But it's going up like anything else. Oh,
1: right. Right?
0: And then, 20 cents... Is on the veterinarians. And then another 20 cents on the team. That's nurses, uh, receptionists, and other team members, right? So you're looking at already 70, 75% on costs and your HR cost or, or the human resources cost and everything. Mm-hmm. Now you're left with that 20 to 20, 25% margin you have to maintain facility you have to pay your rent or mortgage uh, you have to pay your bills and you have to the the hospital owner has to get a return on their investment what the money they have put into the hospital so now you can tell me how much is left to spend on anything else is 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 very low so i think there is a lot of misnomer there that you know uh, you know vets Gouge and they overcharge and everything, but if you look at the cost of running a pet hospital um, And providing you the best care and best service for it That's where your money goes there and and people have to understand that They shouldn't be putting too much pressure on on the hospital team Because they're trying to do their best job Mm -hmm. But yet certain costs they have to bear and they have to recover those costs there So nothing is for free It's a business of course know what I mean? But one thing I tell you over over the years and experience and uh, in being in that profession, whoever is in that profession, they're truly pet or animal lovers. Otherwise, they won't be in that profession. (laughs) Of course. You probably noticed that with dealing with your own veterinarian, because they go into this profession thinking they're going to help the pet. They have those dreams and everything. But the sad reality comes also, there's also a business. So, you know, sometimes they get undue stress they take. Because they cannot differentiate, how to help a pet? People don't have money, and and that that balance they have to do among among their team.
1: Okay, right. So when um, because um, they obviously um, the the fees that that veterinarians charge like they vary so much, and you touched upon you know why they charge different rates, um, and I know sometimes um, you know sometimes we shop on price. Some and whether that's for the lowest price or we just assume that the higher price means higher quality service, uh, it does sound like that's not necessarily something you can go by with veterinary care. Um, with all this uh, uncertainty around uh, what the clinics charge, uh, what can consumers, well, pet owners, do? Like, how do we decide on like where we could find good veterinary care?
0: I think that's a valid and good question. You're absolutely right. Not always a high price mean high quality of care and not always low price mean a low quality care. I think you have to compare apple to apple. I think the confidence of a pet owner goes on the veterinarians. Okay. You know, if, if that veterinarian is ethical, is genuine, is giving you sincere advice, there's no hidden motive or anything like that. I think most of us... We go to a pet hospital because they treat you well, they treat your pets well, and all that. But to answer your question, uh, I think you have to, as a as a consumer, or as a pet owner, you have to compare apple to apples. For example, Mm -hmm. doing a a spay or a vario hysterectomy surgery, you get a quote from one hospital, you get a quote from the other hospital, and you quote from the third hospital. Just Mm -hmm. compare that. What's included in it, Mm -hmm. and you will find. There's there's a lot of difference. Some people suggest I pay two hundred fifty dollars, and mm-hmm. some say they break it down for you and say that includes this. In I think you should the quality comes from what they provide you. Okay. In, in, in our business, there's also upselling. <laughs> of course, Like in any business because it's a business, right? I uh,
1: actually I have this to, to say from um, my own personal experience when we had our our youngest dog spayed or neutered. Sorry, Archie. Um, one of the services that they 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 suggested or like didn't require, but it was a, a laser neuter. Right, uh, I believe it's it's cleaner, less scarring, quicker healing, something like that. Obviously, much more expensive than traditional neuter. Um, but I think that's in terms is you know it was an option that was shown to us.
0: That's a, that's a baloney. <laughs> that's 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 totally uh, unmarked for. Uh, in our hospitals, uh, we've been—I've been using laser for twenty-five years. Okay. And never charge extra, the client for laser surgery because it doesn't mean that you cut with a blade or cut with a laser. It's an incision you're making with that, and you're doing the surgery. Yes, the machine costs a lot of money, but that's part of your business cost, right? You shouldn't be charging people for doing extra. For that's a business decision they have taken, which is, I think, is a poor. Marketing and poor business. You shouldn't be charging extra fee for the laser. You should bundle it up. That's my opinion, and that's what we always have done it. Okay. Yeah, you should tell the client very transparently what it includes in. But laser, extra cost for laser surgery is mean nothing. Okay, uh,
1: good to know. Um, you mentioned getting an estimate for you know, especially yeah. for a major surgery from multiple right. clinics. Um, is that a good practice? Like, is, are are clinics okay? Like. To, to say, like, you're going to shop around, um, is you know, is it good to try to get multiple um, uh, estimates yeah. for these major services? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, don't take me wrong. I, I think traditionally we are loyal to one hospital. We've been going of there course. for generations. Our mm-hmm. parents went there, our grandparents went there. When I started in the practice I worked in, people used to come to me. I've been coming to this hospital. My grandparents used to come, my parents used to come. and everything. Right. But things have changed mm-hmm. over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, as a consumer, certain services become commodity. Okay. Spay is a spay, neuter is a neuter, and who does it and how much they charge for it. People are sh- already shopping. Okay. It's no news to me as a veterinarian, and there should be no news to you. But I think you, you have to see what the track record of the hospital is. The question needs to be asked. I think that's, that that topic is... Lengthy itself that I don't want to spend too much time on it, but if you trust your veterinarian on their judgment and you have a relationship, stick with that and get okay. But if you think that your budget doesn't allow and you don't trust what they're telling you, then shopping around is not, people are already shopping for different products. They go to different clinics for heartworm products. They go to spare neuter one clinic and then they have the vaccination at the third clinic. Never used to happen. But last 10 or 15 years I've seen in practice People are doing their shopping, and we know that as veterinarians, that they do that. But I think in that sense, they have done a poor job to let the client know why their service is not important, why they're not valued and all that. And I think blame all goes to the the hospitals themselves. They should be doing a better job at it so they can keep their clients and to them. Right. Right. I mean, if you're going to be charging laser surgery separately, people say, "I don't want laser. I want the other way." There's not much difference, so let's not get into that kind of stuff, which doesn't add value to a service. Okay, so I, I think that that's the only thing I like to mention: price and cost. But there, there's a lot of subsectors of this topic that I could mm-hmm. discuss in future episodes. Uh, I'm very enthusiastic about about this topic. Because a lot of the time, pet owners and the vet practices, they, they, they battle between the pet care and associate that with the business decision a pet hospital is doing. And and it's very exciting to talk about that, but I can go over more. Of course. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We really appreciate you sharing your, your experience with us. This is truly the business of pet care. Right, right, right.